Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Previously on In The Moment. Katie, what'd you think? Yeah. I don't know. You never know until you put him in that position, so. I know, and that's the funny thing about it is <laughs> my homeboy did ask me this one day. He was like, you do know, like, it's going to come a day where they're going to come at y'all with some contracts. They're going to have to work something out because y'all are too good. He's like, who do you really think is going to be the holdout? And I said to him, the fact that I think like that my mind immediately goes to Romeo. God damn it, I knew it. Like, for real. Like, my mind <laughs> tells me Romeo is going to be the guy. That's what my mind tells me. But the fact that that seems to be such an easy choice mm-hmm. makes me think it's Katie. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when, typically in life, it's not who you think it is. Right, it's the least unexpected it's person. The, yeah. it's all, life is fucking unpredictable, man. I do think Katie can fuck us it's over. It's Katie. Any day, any day, for sure. Yo, She's sh- already flaked on us so many times. That's a fact. It would be nothing to her. No, she bitch. would walk away. <laughs> you could give zero fucks about my birthday. What do you? What do you? What do you mean? Yo, is it you, bitch? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I would be offended if she wasn't offended. You know, so she should be offended. Fuck? It's not you. I was thinking like, yo, because every movie, people would watch this in the moment movie, right? Mm-hmm. If it was a, and they would go, Romeo is gonna flip in the end. Mm-hmm. Right or, or or me right 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 or anything definitely with mm-hmm. most diva he's like definitely gonna this shit? he's gonna go crazy he's gonna Joe Button this whole situation mm-hmm. and it ends up being Katie boom to that you say if it ever came down to a time where it was me like I said you never know until you're put in that position it wouldn't be for the fucking reasons that y'all was just listing off all right so what would it be what we do I don't know there's a reason though you just said it. We ain't tell you that you looked amazing one day. Ooh. One day. Ooh. We dropped the ball. Oh. And all of a sudden, you're going to do us like this? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> she can't wait. Yep. Oh, man. How we going to find another Katie, yo? Oh, no. We can't. Damn. Nah, Katie, you going to make us pay you more than a competitor? Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's honest. Uh, <laughs> moving on. All right. This shit going to be called in the Katie Mint by episode 130. <laughs> some changes going to happen. Who's next? All right, now it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. And now it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. Woo! This is the segment where Romeo gets excited for me to tell y'all why I might or might not be shit. All right, this might be me. Let's talk about it. It's always you. I know. What? I... Y'all know, y'all, listen, it's no secret. Y'all know I'm different. Mm. I don't think like normal people. I don't understand what normal people do. I, I am my own person. I, I'm different. I accept that. I'm cool. I'd never understood 
talking about exes. I'll start there. It was never my game. If I meet you mm-hmm. and I'm interested in you and I'm getting to know you, I'm just not interested in anything that happened with you and your exes. I right. don't want to know. I think it's a bit uncomfortable when I meet a woman and she's talking to me about her ex. Mm-hmm. And I know some people see it as normal. It's like, well, sometimes you're just telling your experiences. And I feel like, well, maybe there should be ways that you can tell your experiences to me without bringing up the exact experiences you had with your ex. I'm mm-hmm. just, no disrespect, I'm just not interested. It does nothing for me. I don't care. I don't care about the good times, the bad times, the in-between times. In my, in my eyes, your life started when you met me. That's fair. I am cool so far. Yeah, I wish I could be like you. Because there was one time, long time ago, where I did like this woman, but I stopped talking to her because it just felt like every conversation, her ex came up a time or two. It mm. wasn't, like, overwhelming, but it was just like, are you still there? One too many. It was just one too many. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't talk about my exes. I don't. There's no disrespect to them. I, I wish them all the best, but it's just like, when I'm gone, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm creating new memories, new experiences. Like It's over. It's over. Like, okay, if you ask me a specific question about one of my exes on my past relationship, then I got you. But I'm not going to just be like, yo, one day I was in the Bahamas. and like That's weird to me. Like, right. why do you think the new person that's interested in you cares about what you did in the Bahamas with your ex? And people will say, well, it's a jealousy or an insecurity thing. It's like, no, I'm genuinely not interested. So I'll start there. Here's what y'all tell me if I ain't shit. I had a conversation one day, and I'm going to utilize this story because maybe there's someone else out there who's going through it and can explain it to me from a different point of view, especially you, Katie, as a woman. So put yourself in this situation because this story has just came to my mind the other day. Imagine this. You're talking to someone you used to talk to. Y'all used to be together. Cool, right? When y'all were together... For whatever reason, you could completely be at fault for it. So let's just say it's me. And I'm talking to a girl I used to talk to. Mm -hmm. We broke up because she used to always talk about other girls. For whatever reason. Right, wrong, indifferent, justified, doesn't matter. That was always the case. Mm -hmm. If we talk again, and we're not together anymore, and it's just a kind of checkup conversation. Yo, how you been? Yo, I'm cool. How you been? I'm cool. What's going on with you? How's your life? I am the kind of person that if you bring up women, because that's happened, I think, a lot. And it used to happen to me where in my mind, it's like when you call me, even though we're not together anymore, somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, when does the conversation come up of what I'm doing now? Mm. Who I've dated, mm. where I've been, who I've, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I was forced to have those conversations with you when we were together, right. because obviously you don't have a choice. But now that we're not together, why do I want to talk to you about other women? Why does that always have to be a topic of discussion? Why can't we just have one conversation? I'm not saying everyone, but at least one, where we don't have to discuss each other's dating lives. We can just simply talk to each other about how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How's work? How's your family? How's your mental health? You know what I mean? Is there anything you need? Things like that. So in my mind, I'm like, at some point, I'm playing this conversation mad cool. Because at some point, I already know. It's going to come up. The main event is going to happen. So you know how you kind of waiting 
for that moment to the point where you almost can't even be yourself because you know that moment is going to come. So you don't even want to allow yourself to get happy right, right, right. about the fact that you're talking to this person. Like, right. Just get it over with. Just get to it already. So the conversation flows and you kind of just going along with however it goes. And then boom. So you're dating. So if my mind immediately goes to, why does this even matter? Because if I tell you yes, you're going to want to know. The- why? How long? Where'd you meet? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to know things I don't want to get into. And if I tell you no, you're going to call me a liar. Mm-hmm. Right? And then oh. I have to explain to you why I'm lying. What's the win here? So if the answer is no, I'm cooling. Well, why are you not dating? What does it matter? So here's where I wish people would be honest and say things like, it matters because I'm trying to see where you at. Where you at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know if I'm, you know what I mean? If I still, but if you say something to the extent of, oh, I'm just nosy. Am I wrong for feeling like I'm not having this conversation? No. We had to talk about members of the opposite sex while we were together. Why the hell we got to do it while we're not together? Why is this even in, like, in the top of your mind? Like, is that wrong to feel like I don't want to do that? No, especially if you're not together. That's There's nothing wrong about it. I don't have to sit here and answer any of your questions. Like, why does it matter to you? It doesn't matter to me. Let's move on from that. Well, it matters to them, I think, uh, from from the person the person asking because I think that they they still have feelings for you, mm. so they still care about you, mm-hmm. and so I think that they want to ask those questions because they want to see like, do I still have a chance with this guy? Do I still have a chance with this person? You know what I mean? So but- in knowing that, mm-hmm. if you're the guy and mm-hmm. you're in that situation and you do know that, because I know that too, right? A lot of guys don't know that they they don't realize. That sometimes a woman is one up in them and she getting the information she needs. He don't even know what's happening. But right. when you're the guy who knows what's going on here, how do you approach that situation? Do you give her what she's looking for and say, I'll just. I think it depends on if you care for, for what they think or not. Like if you care about. Because I do think that if you share the fact that you are dating and you're like out there and about, it's going to hurt their feelings because obviously they're, they're asking for a fucking reason. Like, they're not just asking because they're your friends and they want to know, like, how your love life is doing and if you're happy or whatever. No, they want to know because they're nosy mm-hmm. and they want to know, like, like yo, I was your lover and I don't want to ha- know, but I also want to know if you have a lover or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to know, but at the same time, like, tell me. Right? So That's I toxic. Feel- oh, very, very. Because mm-hmm. it's exactly what you're saying. If you're already broken up and you're just two people who had a thing, and you're just communicating and having a conversation, it is none of your business what the other person is doing. It's really not. But the toxicness in it is the fact that you're asking and you're being like, hey, so, like, how's your love life? How's your love life? How are you dating? Are you going out? So I think that, like, it's the feelings that that person still has for you that gets them to, it's like what curiosity killed a cat. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think it's like they don't want to know the answer to it, but... That curiosity to it is killing them more than anything else. So they have to ask that question as much as of how uncomfortable the answer is going to be or not. And I say that because I feel like I'm the type of person that would have asked that question. And I'm glad. I'm happy because that's what I'm trying to gain an understanding of. And and I'm and you're helping. Because the way my mind works, right? First of all, I respect you if you come and you say that. Like, if I do, if I'm at that place where I'm like, yo, are you dating? And she says to me, you know, she won't play the game. Well, why do you want to know? Like, I would be honest because I'm trying to see where I stand. Mm-hmm. Straight up mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to see if, But if you come with the game of like Oh I'm just nosy I don't really care Then Don't ask Exactly yeah, What yeah. is even the point Yeah yeah I don't understand it Because what is it gonna really do for me That's what I think to myself Before I ask these kind of questions If I do ask her Yo you sleeping with somebody And she says yes What have I done for me You hurt yourself 
I, like, literally I, I don't even get it. And yeah. I'm the type of person, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Because I was put in this situation. <laughs> Fuck. I, Katie, what you, your word? Yeah. Like, when your exes be like, yo, you, what you say? I, I hurt homegirl's feelings. So, like, basically, I had ran into a woman that I used to date. And when I ran into her, she wanted to catch up and chit-chat. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I'm down to chit-chat and, you know, how's life and stuff like that. And she's like, so, have you been dating and stuff like that? I was like, yeah. Um, I I did, you know, go back out here in the field and stuff. She's like, well, whoever you dated after me, did, did y'all have sex? Did y'all, like, she was, like, trying oh, to. Oh, that's a lot of questions. No, nah, she was asking questions. I was like, yeah, we did. What's up? Oh, you. So. Then she I'm a gangster, yo. That's what I be wanting to do. Dang. So, but Romeo, you ever have it in the back of your mind like I want to tell her the truth, but I might like her again in the future? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want another job. Yeah, it's okay. Good, good. It's because this is a woman that I refuse to have sex with. You was done. And mm. so she wanted to know how to had sex with someone after her because when we were dating, I didn't want to cross that line with her because I didn't think she was worthy. Mm. So I was basically like, Yeah, you we get, did. She asked for details. Nah, she didn't ask her details. Because after, after I told her that, then she was like, well, what did I do wrong? Then she started asking questions. Like, where did I go wrong when we were dating? Stuff like that. I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Damn. Just know that, you know, it was more on a me thing type of thing. And we just mm. weren't going to work. All right, so let me ask you this. Because I get excited when I come up with questions for you to, like, gain a better understanding in situations like this. What is a woman's way of asking a woman about a woman that is the equivalent to when a man wants to know too much information. Like, cause you, what's the question men always ask that they should never fucking ask? Think about it, Romeo. What's the most toxic question that men always <laughs> ask? You know what it is, bro. No, I, I don't. I know what it is. Yes, come you do. On. Yes, you do. I'm not toxic. What is it? Yo, what? Bro. No, what is it? Was his dick was bigger than mine? Yeah, was he better? Was he better than me? That's the one. You shouldn't, I have never asked that in my life. Because why do you even want to know the answer to that? Right, right, right. No, I've never asked that in my life. Yo, but mad men ask that question. Really? Oh, my. What? Yes. I don't need to know. I, I had a woman just straight up ask me. Not like, me. what? So what's the she, woman equivalent? I don't I don't know because I don't think this is what is she it? asked me. I don't think there's a standard with women across the board. But she straight up asked me. It's like, was it just good sex? Was it good sex? She wanted to know if her, the sex with her was, was better than her, was her it good tongue sex? flicked better. Like, no, I'm, like, you be, like, I'm serious. I wonder if that's a thing. So there's women who just ask it like straight up. Like, her finger work better than mine? Like, Oof. you know what I mean? There's women who just ask straight up. Um, But in the scenario where that woman had asked me, for her, just asking if I had sex was enough for her because I had never crossed that line with her. So she and I had never had sex. And so her figuring out if I had sex with a woman after her was enough to crush her. Heard more, yeah. Mm, and that was it. Was done after that. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Crush like, the feelings. Like, what else? What else you got to ask? Would you, are you <laughs> crushing her feelings in that situation? Or are you holding back? I think I will hold back. I think men are programmed to lie in these situations. If okay, I said too much. I, I said, Katie, I went too far. No, I'm leaving right. that in. Nah, <laughs> see, if she would have said it, she would have took that shit right out. Yeah, I know. Right. What the fuck? Kind of fellas, I'll be wailing. My bad. All right, <laughs> moving on. Who's next? Note of the week. I came on here and I said it. Mm. I don't remember what episode it was, but damn it, I said it. Y'all don't be wanting to give me my credit when I'm right. But there was a day. Came on this platform, sacrificed my entire life to tell y'all the truth. <laughs> like I do every week. Yeah. The pod okay. father is here. All right. <laughs> y'all know what I said? No. No. Married person oh, is having 
the best sex of their life right. with the person that they're married to. Mm. Y'all remember, y'all remember this? Yeah. We do. People didn't want to accept these truths. There were a lot of people in my DMs that were telling me I was a little too loud. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this right now, yes, you. Because <laughs> somebody's listening going, nah, that's them. He ain't talking to me, though. No. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> hey. They're about to crash the car, bro. Relax. <laughs> they mad. I want, you, I want you to look at your partner in the face right now. Right now. It say partner. Turn to your neighbor and say partner. Partner. You not the best sex I've ever had. All right. <laughs> Come on, we get some true sound in these relationships tonight. Katie, what's that little sound they be hitting in the church? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you. So I said this jokingly. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Because a part of me does believe that if you just follow simple logic, the majority of us are not going to marry the person we had the best sexual experience with. No, it's hard to believe. That's kind of whack. It is. When you really think about it, right? Kind of whack, yeah. Like, fam, your wife married you because you had all of the qualities that she needed in a man that she wanted to spend the rest of her life with. But, boy. You ain't got the motion of the ocean, baby. Tyrone was damn. Hey. (laughs) So I came across this article in the New York Post. The title is Nobody Marries Their Best Sex Ever. And it reads... This goes against the premise of every single romance novel, but you're not going to marry the best sex of your life. At least, not if you're like most women. According to a recent study, less than half of wedded women married the person who was the best sex of their lives. 52% say it was an ex. 66% say they would rather read a book Watch a movie or take a nap, then sleep with their (laughs) spouse. Amanda Chattel, a 33-year-old writer from the East Village, says, quote, with the men I've loved, the sex has been good, sometimes great, but never best. It's resulted in many orgasms and it was fun, but comparatively speaking, it didn't have that intensity that comes with the best sex. I knew the best sex partner I ever had in my life was temporary. And so the great sex was the best because the sex was the relationship. She adds, we didn't have to invest in anything else. I wrap it up with saying knowing something is in scarce supply enhances desire. And that's difficult to do in a marriage. You can't really tell your partner that you're going out for groceries and may never come back. Well, not if you want any semblance of the stability that generally defines marriages. So, in other words... Don't get married. So, here's the thing, all right? If divorces are skyrocket through the roof, of course they're not having the best sex of their life because they're with someone they don't even want to be with in the first place. So, don't get your ass married, and you're going to still have great sex, and you're going to still stay with your partner. Do Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and you're going to have great sex and a lifetime partnership. Boom. So, in other words, Katie, you just don't believe in... The institution of marriage? Yes. Yes. 
Oh, we are getting somewhere. Oh, agree. I mean, I've always felt this way, but y'all have, well, y'all hold up, man. I was a whole truthful womanizer for feeling this way, and now here y'all come. Now, yo, yo, this is, nah, it is me. We, we've now learned from your this ways. Shit up. Now we've what? Learned, we've learned from you. All right, so you don't agree with the institution of marriage either? No. Since when? I never have. Marriage, marriage was cool at one point when you used to get land and power and money, and like you were doing shit to like, like, you know, most successful marriages are the ones that are like, like, um, what is it called? Arranged marriages. Arranged marriages are the most successful marriages in the world. Probably because at that point you feel like you, this has to work. Yeah. You just have to do it. Exactly. Yeah. This whole idea of, oh, we're in love and we're going to like fall in love. And we're going to sign a paper and that means I love you way more than anything else. Like, no, it does not. It's not real. It's, it's not, not a reality. It yo. doesn't change anything. I've always said this. It doesn't matter. Like you only get married when you're gaining something. And honestly, if you want to do it for tax purposes, that's a good, you're gaining something. So- can we really talk then? Can yeah. we pod? Yeah. yeah. Pod father, let's go. Let's, listen, I was thinking about this to myself earlier today. You know why I think I've always been a weirdo to everybody around me? Why? I don't feel like I'm programmed. Are people programmed? Yes, society yeah. has programmed Like people. they walk around genuinely mentally programmed off of whatever society has taught them. So much so that when you are single, people say things to you like, Why? As if being single is some kind of fucking disease. When I have literally watched 90% of the men I know right now be miserable mm -hmm. in marriages. Mm -hmm. The divorce rate is 60%. Mm. I'm, I'm literally the guy who gets the calls from the people in these marriages and relationships and listen to them vent about how horrible it is. <laughs> we evolve every day, or at least you should. Right. Imagine how much you evolve in a decade. Mm -hmm. Imagine in two. Mm -hmm. Yet somehow we have walked around believing that if you do not successfully be with the same person for 40, 50 years, then you are a failure. That doesn't logically make sense to me. But people are programmed to believe that if you don't get married, have kids, have the successful family, be with one person all these years, you're a failure. Well, that was, that's, that's like, I think my issue was like one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to move out from, from my house, like from my parents' house, because I'm, I'm starting to realize like, yo, I have my own individual thoughts. I, I see certain things a certain way. I see love a certain way. I see marriage a certain way. And like for the longest time, I grew up with the idea of, wow, my parents were like in their early twenties when they fell in love, they had me, they'd been together for like, I don't know, like 20 years or some shit like that. So it's like, they've been together for so long to the point where it's just like, I wanted to have that as well. All my cousins are literally married to their high school sweethearts till this day. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're, I'm surrounded by people who have been together their entire, almost their entire fucking life. Mm -hmm. And so like, to me, I was, I almost felt like I was programmed to be, to think that way. To think that that in that That's mindset of, go. of like I'm supposed to be in love right now, I'm supposed to be married right now, I'm supposed to have a family, I'm supposed to be looking at like getting a house, building a family, and like I'm 25 years old, I feel late as fuck, and like the the idea of growing up and thinking like by the time I'm 30, I'm gonna have two kids, I'm gonna have a house, I'm gonna have two cars, two dogs, and it's like you grow up and then you realize like holy shit, it's different, and I think it's it's a little, it might be a little different with like the Latin community as well. Because we're so, like, it is literally, like, one of my cousins could not move out of the house until she got married. Like, she had to get married first in order to move out. 
Those traditions and that that's stem like a, from that's what I'm saying. saying. And it's a, and it's an old school tradition from our country where it's like you don't move out until you're married, and, you, and then once you're married, you move out. And, and if you don't do that, you're not a success. You're a failure. Much, pretty much. You're a bad person. Yes. That's the way we are programmed, yo, and it makes zero sense That's when what, somebody like, finally stops and says, wait a minute. Yeah. Something's wrong here. Yeah. Like, I, I think I used to feel really guilty about the idea of moving out of my parents' house. Like, the thought of, like, oh, if I move out, I'm wasting my money on, like, paying somebody else's rent or whatever. But it's just like, no, I'm doing it for myself and realizing that, like, I want to become my own product and not whatever ideas they have. They had, that they implemented on me and thinking, like, oh, Marriage is just one thing. And, like, I have, I mean, I have people in my family who are not happy in their marriages and they stick through it because that's all they know. Mm-hmm. They don't know the, the idea of divorce and separation and finding, like, their own true happiness. They don't know that. So they literally stuck in misery their entire fucking life because they think that we are married. We have to get through this. You pardon now. Because we never want to admit that. But I know a lot of older couples who, yeah, they making it look good on paper. But in reality... They can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's been that way 20 years. But they come from a generation where that's what you did. Mm-hmm. You Make know what work. I'm saying? And a lot of women stuck it out in a lot of relationships where they should not have. And nowadays, I think the tides are turning a little bit in that I know a lot more men who are unhappy than I've ever known in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like growing up, it used to be the women. Mm-hmm. Unhappy. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I'm starting to realize that there are men who are saying if I leave... Then I immediately become the father who's not there. I can't really be in control of what's happening with my kids. I can't really be around like I need to. I'm going to miss a lot of the moments because you can't leave with your child. So it's not talked about a lot because if we're being honest, most of the time the world don't give a shit what men go through. Right. And I try my best not to turn a lot of the podcast into a man's thing, but I do know a lot of male figures who are in situations right now where they are extremely miserable, but they are staying for their kid because they don't want their child to grow up and then they were an absent father, like what they experienced. And it breaks my heart because I'm like, that shit is like programmed in us to where if you are not living a certain way, something's wrong. Like I wish I could go to a charity event. That's for kids or for anyone. And I didn't have to deal with somebody pulling their phone out and telling me that this is my daughter and I feel like y'all would be great together. I don't want to go through that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for real, yo. Like, like I like every event I go to, this is like five or six people doing this. I promise you, I'm, like being, I'm not dying from being single. I'm fine. I'm so good. Like, I, I want to start, like, walking around with a meme that says divorce is okay, and then, like, giving it to married people. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look. Look at what you could have. You know what I'm saying? But, because that's what it's like. Like, what are you doing? No, but this is so funny to me because I feel like this is kind of like a fear of mine of the the idea of, like, being single in my 30s. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. You're afraid my- of being me, but you dress like me. It's weird. Well, go ahead. <laughs> hey. hey. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, I, for some reason, have had this thought of, damn, like, what if I were to become single and, like, I'm closer to, like, getting in my 30s or whatever, and for some reason I become single, like, it's always been a fear of, like, damn, like, that feels, in my mind, like, very old 
to be single and to like be out in the world. But I really do like when I analyze that situation, it really goes back to what I'm surrounded by. And I'm surrounded by people who have been together almost their entire life. Mm. So for me, it almost feels like I'm failing at love and in a relationship when everybody around me has been with their like high school sweethearts. Like literally like I have like all my cousins are literally married to their high school sweethearts. So like they they've been together for 10 years plus. You know what I mean? So, like, they've grown up together, and they, they have, like, their families. They have their houses. They have this and that. And so it's just, like, I look at from my perspective of, like, holy shit, like, that is the most terrifying thought. But, it like, there's really no fear in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I they, do. Like, there's no. I know exactly what you mean, actually. There's, there shouldn't be no fear, but no. for some reason Zero. I feel the fear of, like, am I going to die alone? Because society will do that to you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When, when no actualities, like, if you think about it, technically, you want to be technical. All of us are born alone and all of us die alone, right? Mm-hmm. And you think of The Notebook, great movie. And, you know, they all, you know, one died and the other one died and it's like right together. And we're together. That's a great story. In reality, that didn't always happen. And I had these same thoughts you have at some point of going into my 30s of, damn, I thought I would have the three kids, the picket fence, the whole American dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember, bro, having this thought, random ass place one day. I'll never forget this. And older white guy, probably in his, if I had to guess, I'd say like early 70s, he came up to me. And uh, he was like, man, I'm just here. You know, my wife owns the place, and every once in a while I just come and check it out. And um, he said, you sitting over here by yourself. Why? And I was just like, this is kind of like what I do. You know, whenever I go out, I just be needing moments to myself. It's like, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, oh, you remind me so much of myself. And I started talking to him, and I was like, yeah, you know, I was, you know, he's laughing, and I was like, man, I just kind of do that a lot. And he was like, do you contemplate life when you do that? And I said, all the time, sir. And he was like, well, what do you think about? And I told him, I said, my goals, my dreams, my aspirations, things I want to do, my family, da-da-da. And he was like, well, what are you afraid of? And I said, I'm not really much afraid of anything. He said, that's not true. Everybody's afraid of something. Dig deep and tell me what you're afraid of. And then I said, if I'm afraid of anything, I guess it would be like not fulfilling my purpose. In this, in this world, like, where I, was I supposed to have kids? Was I supposed to blah, blah, blah? And he said, man, listen, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And if no one my age has ever told you that, let me be the first to. And he said, in regards to you wanting to always be alone, that's normal. He said, what everybody else experiences in this world of always needing someone to fulfill them, to complete them, that's not the normal part. Because you come into this world alone, you leave alone. He said, I've been married for 40 plus years. He said, and I'm never leaving my wife. She's here right now. I love her, period. That'll never change. But if I'm being completely honest with you, when I look back on my life, me and my wife separated three times and before her I had a life. My happiest years have been when she wasn't around. Take those words and do with them what you will. And he walked away just like that. 